I'm so excited to invite Barry to come up. Barry is our uh, SDMI president, our NMI president, <laughs> yeah. And um, John is our SDMI president. You're our NMI president. And, um, and Barry is going to lead us in the rest of this service, helping us to understand the heart of missions, that that fire would burn brightly in our hearts as well. I have a soft voice, so I'll try not to do this. All right. So um, anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm Barry Jones. I'm the missions president here at Mission Church. Uh, this is our first week of um, Faith Promise emphasis. And as a church, we do two weeks. And I've got to tell you, that is, that is the exception. But it's, it tells you, I think, the heart of Mission Church, that missions is really important to us. And again, thank you, Pastor Gordon. Um, you know, when he, he came, he came to me and said, hey, missions is really important to me. And so the fact that we're doing two weeks again, I, I just want to say thank you because it's, it's important for all of us. Um, so, so why do we do missions uh, as a church? Why, why does Mission Church of the Nazarene uh, do m- missions when we have people all around us that are, are lost, Right. Uh, we could just stay in San Diego and do our thing, and, and that would be a good thing to do. We, we, we want to do things in San Diego. We want to go to our neighbor. Um, I, I, I'm going to talk a lot about kind of the what um, of missions, but I, I really want you to listen for the why. Because uh, the first part of what I talk about, there's a lot of what. Um, I want you to hear the why. Why do, why are we, do, why we do missions? What's the heart of missions? So... Um, as we look at scripture, um, there, there's a lot to say about missions, especially Jesus in particular says a lot about missions um, and the Great Commission. We've all heard that. But more particularly, what, what does Jesus say um, about missions kind of right before he dies and then right after he's resurrected? Those, those are kind of, come, come, kind of some of the key statements. Uh, the first scripture I want to look at is from Acts 1, 4 through 8. It's a familiar uh, scripture for all of us. Um, Jesus is speaking about the kingdom of God and, and about waiting and going. The context of the scripture is that um, you know, Jesus was just, just died. He was resurrected. And then um, he shows up again onto the scene here. And this is what, what it says. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? That was important to him. That's what they thought he was there for. He said to them, no. Um, it's not for you to know the time or the dates the Father has set on, his own, set on his own authority. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Um, Pastor shared this about three months ago, and I won't go into the story, but um, it, it, it really impacted my life personally. I've shared it with some of you guys. It, it really changed Don and I, our lives, kind of where we are. So um, that's for another day. Um, in this section of scripture, Jesus, after being resurrected and re- returning to his disciples, he's instructing the two, two things. One is wait on the Holy Spirit. And the, the second is to be my witnesses 
to the ends of the earth. Acts uh, 1.8 records the very last words of Jesus before he was taken up into heaven after the resurrection. Um, If you had one last chance, your last chance to talk to your disciples, you're going to pick something really important to say, and that's, that's what he's doing here. He's telling them, wait on the Holy Spirit, something we should do, and then through the power of the Holy Spirit to go to... How about San Diego, California, Mexico, around the world? That's what he's saying to us. Um, That command applies to each one of us. We're we're certainly to go to our neighbor. Like I said, that's important. Um, But Jesus also calls us, his church, uh, to go to the ends of the earth. That's the why. It's not the what of going. It's the why we're going to proclaim the gospel. And that's why we do missions. That's the why of faith promise. Uh, Similarly, the the last words in the Gospel of Matthew are the Great Commission. Uh, These are some of the first words of Jesus following his resurrection. In Matthew 28, 19, um, it challenges us to go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and it, I say this every year at Faith Promise, but it, it just because it's to me it's it's so impactful. It, it's what it's really saying is in your going, make disciples. That's what Jesus wants us to do. It's in your going. It's a lifestyle. Um, he, you know, he he's he's um, the the going is really the result of Jesus and the Holy Spirit being in us, dwelling within us, um, as we saw in Acts 1. Um, It's really a natural, just a kind of a natural progression or a natural um, outpouring of Jesus living in us. If we're sourced by God rather than ourselves, something our Sunday school class has been talking a lot about lately, we're going to want to go. It's it's not a command anymore. It's a a desire. Um, It's kind of the why. Uh, Jesus wasn't talking about a program or a great trip. We're going to talk about some great trips. Um, But he was really talking about a lifestyle, um, a a desire to make disciples of all the nations. So um, if Jesus' first teaching um, after the resurrection in Matthew and his last earthly words um, in Acts are to go to the ends of the earth, be my witness, make disciples, Um, those are teachings, again, we really need to pay attention to. Finally, I want to look at one other uh, piece of scripture. That's John 17, 18. Um, This is Jesus' last prayer over his disciples. It's a very long prayer. It's it's wonderful scripture, beautiful section of scripture. Um, And he's praying over his disciples. He knows he's going to the cross. This is his last prayer um, over them. And this is what what it says. Um, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So again, Jesus' last opportunity to pray over his disciples, what does he say? He, he's sending them. He's telling, he's, he's imploring to the Lord, send them into the world. And that's what he wants for us too. Uh, so, so just to summarize, um, Jesus calls us to go make disciples, go to the ends of the earth, that in doing so, um, there will be eternal consequences for those we reach, and that he'll give us peace, his Holy Spirit, in spite of our humanness. The what 
the what is that we must go. That's kind of non-negotiable. It's all through scripture. We, we, we have to go to our neighbor and to the world. But the why, the, the why is because it has eternal consequences to our neighbor, to those we go to in Mexico or, or Honduras, wherever we're going. They have eternal consequences. That's, that's the why of proclaiming the gospel. So part of how the church in Nazarene fulfills um, these scriptures is through faith promise and what we call the World Evangelism Fund. It's part of how we fund the Great Commission, um, how to, uh, going to the ends of the earth that we see from Acts 1 and the Great Commission in Matthew 28. It's part of how the church goes and makes disciples uh, to all the nations and how we obey the words of Jesus throughout scripture, uh, which challenges us to go. Uh, here's kind of the what part of it, but again, look for the why. Uh, the what part of it is, so what exactly is faith promise? Well, faith promise giving is really, it's just making a promise um, between you and God. It's not between you and the church or Pastor Gordon or me or anybody else, you and God. And then trusting God to provide the resources to meet the commitment. It's asking God in faith what you should give for missions um, around the world. Not necessarily what fits in your budget. It's a faith promise. Um, faith promise is something churches around the world do together. There'll be a church in Ethiopia that they might do faith promise and raise 30 bucks. That is a huge commitment by them. That's sacrificial giving. The church then pulls it all together and then does amazing things with it, through, through, obviously through God's uh, leading. Um, Faith promise, it's giving beyond, beyond our tithe. It's not part of your tithe. And it's committed entirely to missions. Our goal this year, uh, we're going to um, shoot for uh, contributing $106,000 towards faith promise. More importantly, though, is to have everybody in, in missions in, involved in faith promise in some way. The money is going to go towards the Church of the Nazarene's work around the world. But more importantly, um, it's going to allow Nazarenes, including you and me, uh, to, to impact people's lives and to be Jesus uh, to a world that so desperately needs them. Again, that's, that's the why of faith promise. So if you take a look at your brochure, um, kind of the second page here. I hope you all got one of those. If you didn't, uh, there'll be some more in the back. Um, it, it spells out the... Um, it spells out the, the uh, things that the money kind of goes to. So you've got the World Evangelism Fund, district support, uh, district projects. We have missionaries we support. We do, we do projects. All that, that totals $106,000. Um, um, what, what happens when you write your check or go online and make a contribution through Faith Promise, you're supporting all those. You know, some portion of all those. So you're really, really able to do a lot of, you know, good things uh, through Faith Promise. Well, a big part of a Faith Promise goal is the World Evangelism Fund. You can see it's about $57,000. That's the fund that the Church of the Nazarene uses to fund its entire missions effort from funding missionaries in the field, um, operation of the Global Ministry Center, uh, which is a necessary thing. It's kind of the what. <laughs> uh, districts and churches around the world. The World Evangelism Fund uh, c- uh, contributes or combines resources from churches and then sends missionaries to every part of the world. Uh, you're giving uh, 
to the World Evangelism Fund actually allows you to participate in supporting um, churches in 162 different world areas. There are very few world areas that the Church of Nazarene isn't in, including ones that we can't talk about because they're still proclaiming the gospel in those places. So uh, hopefully um, you had a chance to watch this week's Missions Minute. Uh, Renata, our, youth pa- our children's pastor that was just up here, she talked a little bit about how the World Evangelism Fund impacted her and her family. She's a, she's a missionary's kid. And so they were in the field in Africa, and while they were serving, the World Evangelism Fund it covered things like schooling and medical needs, things that we kind of take for granted. Well, if you're a missionary in Ethiopia and her sister's appendix was about to burst and the church made sure that she got to a hospital that was, I think she said, four hours away, you know, that's, again, that's the why of, of the World Evangelism Fund. It'll, it allows our, our missionaries to be serving Christ and, and still feel supported and, and loved. So, um, so how else does faith promise impact uh, the world? Well, um, it, we, we support our missionaries. Steve Horex, um, he's around here somewhere. Um, Dave and Christy Johnson, Uncle Mueller, but they're all people that are serving in places uh, around the world, and that's part of where your faith promise goes. Okay, that's enough of the what, right? Um, so I, hopefully this does give you a big picture of what the Church of the Nazarene is doing. I, I love the fact that we are, we are a part of a bot church that wants to go to every, every nation, every tribe. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be part of a church that does that. Not, not just this church, but I mean globally the Church of the Nazarene. So those, those are all the big picture things. Um, I want to talk about four specific ministries now that, that we are directly involved in. Kind of, um, kind of the why of these is that it really, uh, these four ministries, they allow us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a very tangible way. So I, I hope you hear that. Um, Vic Entelmeyer is going to come up and share about Casa Nazarena in Bolivia. and I'm coordinator for the Work and Witness Mavericks mission trips for the Church of the Nazarene. Mavericks teams are made up of about a dozen or so people from the United States and they're joined by probably another dozen Bolivians. When we come down for about two weeks to Bolivia, to the city of Trinidad, which is located as the capital city of the Beni in the northern part of Bolivia. In addition to building a church and a new growing congregation called Casa Nazarena, we also focus on building relationships. So that is part of the why that Barry was talking about. We're there to encourage and provide hope and support for about two weeks during the year where the rest of the year they're working together to build their congregation and serve the community of Trinidad. We also provide medical and eye glasses Clinics, so we have a place for nurses and doctors to participate uh, right on the job site, and then the local pastor can visit with all of those who attend the clinic 
and have a chance to uh, build a relationship with them and they might become part of the congregation. We also sponsor children's activities, which include sports and puppets and vacation Bible school. And then we also do a nightly showing of the Jesus film, which is an evangelistic uh, opportunity to share Christ with the people of the local community, many of whom come to receive the Lord during the week. This coming July, we'll do our first post-pandemic trip to Bolivia, Lord willing, and it'll be July 12 to 25, July of 2022. Mavericks began about 1997. Uh, Retired missionary Larry Webb uh, began uh, doing these trips and did about 35 to 40 of them before he passed away last November. Uh, He passed the torch to myself to be the coordinator for the uh, Mavericks trips, and uh, we're looking forward to our first one since 2019. Judy and I went on our first trip in 2015, and uh, we were really blessed to be part of that trip, and I've gone on two subsequent trips. Several people from our church family have been part of these trips, and we encourage you to consider being part of a Mavericks trip or being involved in some way. Uh, For more information out in the courtyard, I have some uh, bulletin boards and some handout material on our ministry. But again, we, we are there to build encouragement, relationships, and hope for the people of Bolivia. Thanks, Vic. You know, when, when I, Vic, he, he came up to me, yeah, you're good. Um, when he came up to me and said, hey, I, I, I think maybe I, I should be the one that steps into Larry Webb's shoes. And I thought, wow, those are really big shoes to fill. And he's doing a great job, Vic, so uh, thank you. Um, the, the why, by the way, in the pictures for me was they, they, someone was getting baptized. You know, again, great trip, but the why is people being being saved. So, uh, In 2019, a group of us went to Honduras uh, to partner with a vocational um, school run by the ministry Coca Gracias. Uh, we, Coco runs a, a trade school called Ministerial Lavos. Uh, it teaches welding, mechanics, computers, English, um, and sewing. Yeah, there's a team right there. Um, and also partners with local churches in meeting uh, just community needs and spreading the gospel. Our trip in 2019 included helping complete second-story building. Um, this, is, this is not that, by the way. This, oh, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but... Um, and conducting a health clinic, sharing testimonies, um, did lots of things. Angela Cobbs was one of the uh, people who went on the trip, and she's going to share a little bit uh, about the trip and ministry. Where's Angela? Where'd she go? There she is. I'm going to ask her a question or two, and then she's going to talk a lot, I'm sure. Uh, so, she so likes much. to do that. Loves to talk. Yes. And, but it, it, it's so much fun to go on mission trips with Angela. We've done a lot of, a lot of them together. She's just a ray of sunshine. So, uh, so tell us, kind of tell us what the team did in 2019. Yeah, so we got down there, and we got to go to the school, Ministerio La Voz, 
And um, there was some of us who were working on the bottom floor of their building, and they were sorting through all of their sewing materials. There was a huge room of just sewing stuff, and that was a lot of work. Some of us were painting. We had quite a few rooms to paint. Um, I got to help with the construction in one of the rooms, and so we did drywall. We did hammering ceilings. We did window. We did it all up top. Um, It was a lot of work. Um, and then we also got to go to a city, um, uh, Agua Caliente, right? Yes. And we just kind of got to walk around the whole neighborhood. We were with the mayor of the town, town, city, one of those. Um, and we just got to go see the, the people who lived in this neighborhood, and we got to pray over them and just kind of see their life and see what they needed prayer for. Angela was like the number one drywalling Aficionado, let me tell you. She was, she was <laughs> awesome. And it was hard work. I mean, that way up over, it was, yeah. It was a great, when I saw the room, I go, oh no, this could be trouble. Um, so what was the most significant part of the trip uh, for you? And where did you see God at work? Um, I really, really enjoyed going to the town um, and walking through, because it was very different from where we were staying. So we um, were staying in this house that was like right off the ocean. It was kind of like, our nice getaway after a long day's work of where we get to relax and rest. But when we went into this town, you see all the different houses. Um, They're just very small. They're not 